0: want to do okay my friends thank you for joining us today it's andy kennedy with andy kennedy co and i have a very very special guest here today um a longtime um uh inspirer of of my of myself and so many others is, um miss peggy black uh who comes to us from california and um Peggy calls herself a sacred sound salutarist. Am I saying that salutarist right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Spiritual synergist, transducer, and scribe. Um, I, when, I have been following the, the, the channeling and the, the amazing intergalactic connections that many of our uh, spiritual leaders have had and spiritual thought leaders have had on this planet for probably 30, I'm trying to do the math here, five, 35 years. My first teacher was a, um, a transducer, if you will. Um, and then if any of you are familiar with Abraham Hicks, Esther Hicks and Abraham, um, she's a famous transducer as well. Um, and really that is just being a connector right a connector into that that spiritual field so we're going to talk to peggy a little bit about that and how she got started in that but she's um she has been a leader for over 40 years um and her website is morningmessages.com we'll talk a little bit about that and how you can work with peggy and follow peggy uh, at the end of this podcast um and 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 garner some of her Uh, her beautiful gifts that she's here to share with us uh, in the world today and, and, and how helpful they have been for me. Peggy sends out a a monthly message that many of, you know, I share to our page uh, when we had inner self light works, we shared it to that Facebook page uh, monthly. If, um, if we remembered to, but most of the time I did, and I always share it, Peggy, just so you know, I always send it out to like my inner circle, my, my five or six or 10, best friends that, um, in case they forget, in case they forget (laughs) or don't see it. Um, so thank you for being here today. Um, Peggy, you're an amazing light. You have an amazing gift, and I'm just so honored to call you a friend and, um, and to have been able to follow you for this long. So thank you.
1: You're so welcome.
0: Thank Thank you for your support. Yeah, always. Um, I have had a session with Peggy and her team. So I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit more of that. Um, And I wanted to plug your Alchemist Chambers. Um, It was probably, you know, how long ago was that? Maybe 15, 10 or 15 years ago that you launched the Alchemist Chambers? Um, Hard to say. (laughs) Hard to say. I know I'm the same. I know it was in my old house. So I've been in this house for nine years. So I know it was more than 10 years ago. And I feel like it was several years before I moved out of that house. So that's why I'm shooting for around 15. But I also may have found it after you, not maybe the first year that you launched it, but um, the the meditations and the teachings that she has around the alchemist chambers are special. So um, I wanted to to talk a little bit about that too. But let's back up because I get ahead of myself. I'm someone that jumps all around because I have a lot of, we were just talking about astrology. I have a lot of air in my chart. So Staying focused on one track of communication is hard for me, but tell our listeners and our viewers, Peggy, how did you get started as a transducer?
1: Oh, oh my. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I just celebrated my 80th birthday. Wow. You don't look a day over 60. Well, bless your heart. Uh, I've always been intuitive. I've always been clairvoyant, uh, empathic. I just thought everybody was. Um, My mother saw visions. Um, One of my aunts was a hands-on healer. And uh, so energy and the connection to spirit and those kind of things was pretty natural when I was growing up. Um, And I guess it was probably Forty years ago, I moved to the mountains and are living in the house, living where I am now. And I had just returned from Saudi Arabia, where I'd lived for a year and a half. And I ended up ending my second marriage, which was just devastating for me. And I was so filled with emotions, I couldn't function. I just could not function. And I started taking my grief and my anger to my altar. Mm -hmm. And I started, I'd go to my altar, and I have an altar in my closet. So I would go there, light a candle, and just say to the divine, Here's my grief. I give it to you for transformation. And I would scream and cry and moan. And then I would. Get out of that experience, exhausted as many of you have experienced yourself, and take a shower and get ready for work. Sometimes I would come home and be filled with so much anger. I would go to my altar and I would just simply say, Here's my rage, here's my anger. I give it to you for transformation. And again, pound the floor, you know, express it. I did that for 10 months. Wow! And what I realized was over a period of time, I was clearing out all my emotional storage,
0: Mm.
1: all the grief I'd never felt, all the rage I'd never let myself feel. And I was giving my mother an energy massage because that was what I was doing. And I said my prayer and these big, big sounds came out. I mean, otherworldly. Uh, It startled us both. (laughs) Uh, I did them for another maybe 15 minutes. And my mother sets up on the table and she says, that's the strangest thing you've ever done. (laughs) And she says, however, I don't hurt anywhere. And so I had no idea what I had done because I'm very tactile and visual. Sound and singing and chanting was just the furthest aspect of, what I how I operated. Um, so I began to investigate and I had a number of clients that I worked with regularly and I told them this could happen. <laughs> and it began to happen with all of them. Wow. The sounds started coming through and individuals were experiencing these phenomenal results. Um, things that I had worked on energetically trying to clear, just cleared up. Um, And I did that for a year and I realized what I was doing was channeling sound like a radio receiver. And as it turned out, I was given an all expense paid trip to Egypt to do sounds in the temples and the pyramids. And uh, Mm -hmm. I was given an all expense first class trip to uh, to Ireland during the Venus transit in 2002, I think. 2001 or two, three, um, to do sounds in the sacred circles. And so I thought my my mission in life was to just bring these sounds forth. And um, I had sound pods all over the United States and Hawaii. Uh, I was teaching sound classes. I was attending these big sound conferences as a speaker. Uh, and about a decade of that kind of work, um, the team I was working with asked if I would like to transcribe their energy into words. And that became the Morning Messages. And um, it's a miraculous story uh, of how they supported every step of it, um, making it so easy for me to set up a website Um, which has had over 40,000 subscribers. And then, of course, with individuals like yourself sharing this, it's reaching more and more people. Um, With the team, I've written four books, created a guidance deck, um, and I think I've created five or six webinars,
0: uh, all
1: inspired by their energy.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Um, Just a a sidebar, how was the sound, how did the sound um, feel in in the pyramids of Egypt? It feels different. Of course, I have
1: a certain vocal range. Yes. Um, They move my mouth funny. They, that's a strange way to put it, but my mouth moves funny when I'm making the sounds. Yeah, um, because it's like a language. Um, it's like uh, vibrations. The yeah. sounds themselves are healing instruments, energy, yeah. energy healing. Um, so it feels different. Some some surges through that I don't even know how I make those sounds. They're very. Uh, I guess the only word I can say. For me is odd <laughs> otherworldly right uh, right the first and time i really did them publicly i was invited to be a presenter uh, in florida for um, women of wisdom i think it was a huge conference and 500 women mm-hmm. and i stood up in front of all of them for the first time and allowed these sounds to come through. That's all I do is I just allow them to happen. Um,
0: <clears throat> so I don't know. And when you were in Egypt, were they amplified? Yes. Yeah.
1: They were amplified. And I had one experience that was extreme. That the whole experience was quite quite exceptional. Um, but this one... Um, experiences, we were um, we were in this temple and I went with Jane, Jane Bell and Nikki Scully, a shamanic journeys. So uh, we would set up an altar in the temple and then Nikki Scully would lead us in a prayer and visualization. And then she would invite me to make sacred sounds. <clears throat> so while she was doing her meditation I was energetically, mentally, visually uh, traveling to the great central sun. Mm. And at that point, I'm altered. And Nikki taps me on the shoulder and she says, make your sounds. So I'm making my sounds from this altered state in this other dimension. And I didn't know this, but later the group told me what had happened was that I was weaving back and forth so dramatically, the energy vibrations were so intense that everybody just circled around me so that I wouldn't fall over. I finished that and when I got finished with the sounds, I absolutely just collapsed and somebody picked me up. Uh, I was altered the rest of the day. All that temple, I just went around touching the walls yeah so it, was, it was really powerful
0: that sounds very powerful yeah yeah so yeah.
1: and I and I the Egyptologist really uh, was kind and he loved the sounds so he was always taking me to an odd place in the temple to make sounds and I <clears throat> we made one sound or one one journey to the temple of of Abydos. Now Abydos was the the temple that way back 20 years ago, maybe a number of tourists were killed. Somebody Mm. just shot them. Mm. And so nobody could go to Abydos. That was off limits. And finally, it was open to the public. And so what happened was we were literally our little group, our busload, was escorted by the military to Abydos and guards stood in all the doorways. And um, Abydos is the temple of Osiris is in the back and the flower of life pattern is on the wall. Mm. And so we did our ceremony. I made the sounds. And when I finished, there was this big Egyptian military man. And our Egyptologist said, I told him your sounds were like a prayer. And so he said, um, the, the, the officer wanted me to go and make the sounds in a special place. So he took me and our group to this other location. And it was a long corridor with all of these hieroglyphs. It was beautiful. And I put my arms on both sides of the opening and I just said to my team, go for it. (laughs) And I just opened my mouth and the sounds came out. And when I finished, I turned around and this big, huge burly man had these tears rolling down his face. And he said something in Egyptian and Emil translated. And he said, he says, he wants you to know that your sounds opened his heart. Wow. I know. And so he then took our group behind the, the closed off area and we got to go to parts of the temple that weren't open to the public.
0: Oh, how and special.
1: It was. And so I finally, we had a free time now, so I want to go see the Flower of Life.
0: Yeah. That
1: carving. And I'm walking outside this big temple to go to the one behind it and I hear, not right now. So I realized the team wanted me to go back in the temple and make some sounds in other parts of the big temple, which I did. I never did get to see the flower of life. Oh. (laughs) Because I was, it was kind of like an assignment, and my assignment was to do work inside. Yeah. And so I got into the, we all got escorted back to our bus, and all of a sudden, a military, a soldier, Egyptian soldier comes onto the bus and everybody's kind of looking and he walks up to me and he hands me a little tiny metal obelisk. Mm. And he says, we want you to thank you that your sounds opened codes that have been hidden in our temple. Wow. And so it was that kind of every everything
0: was that. Oh, I just got chills. Oh, that's awesome.
1: It was, it was exceptionally beautiful.
0: Um, And typically, so you, you know, at the beginning you were saying how the sounds had worked vibrationally on levels that your energy healing, which I assume was maybe, maybe like Reiki, what were you originally sort of trained in, or did you just Channel energy as you were gifted to do. Yeah. Okay. I've,
1: never, I've never been trained. So, you know, it's okay. all just been there.
0: Uh-huh. When I
1: was doing work with clients, I did body work, massage yeah. work. Okay. When I wasn't trained, I just did it. I had this ability that when I was working with a client, fortunately for me, I see images and pictures. And so when I was working on someone's body, I could see blockages, yeah, or if I touched them and our connection was made, what happened was then, I would see pictures of their life, I would perhaps see a trauma, and we'd work on that. I finally learned that I couldn't tell them what I was seeing because it was freaking people out, <laughs> yeah you know,
0: yeah, well, just- especially back then, um I think people maybe are a little bit more open to that now, but I don't know. You don't know. No. Okay. Yeah. No. It seems like
1: if 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 somebody's just giving you a massage and they're telling you about something that happened when you were 5. Right. That's going to be a little disconcerting. Um, yeah. Just I just... got where I asked, can I tell them or oh, not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I began to have clarity as if I could tell them or not. Um, I worked with one lady who came and I started seeing images of a little girl being taken up to an attic and she was being molested. And I asked if I could share that and I I was told yes. And what had happened is her psychologist had invited her to go get in touch with her body. Of course, she was guided to me. I could see what had happened. I would tell her, then she would go back to her psychologist and work on that issue because she had blocked it all out. Right,
0: right. yeah, where well, the brain does, does delete things. And so
1: I worked with her for over six months. She'd come once a month and we'd do the same thing. Um, and there for a while, um, I started seeing people's faces melt. And that was just kind of strange for me. Uh, and I realized what was happening is they were getting ready to make their transition. And so when I'd be walking down the street and I'd see somebody's faces melt, i just bless them. Mm. You know, uh, but it was getting where it was happening more and more. And I finally just said, please, I don't want to see yeah, this anymore. I don't want to see that, yeah. And I haven't seen it since then. But yeah. I think we're all gifted. I think we all have these abilities. I don't think I'm the exception to the rule. Um, I well, just we-
0: think- What's exceptional is your uniqueness. Well, thank you. But every, but you. You, you, in general, everybody has their unique gifts, um, and that's definitely one that I love to plug into is helping people awaken to their gifts. So, um, you know, that's that's why I teach. That's why I share. Um, you know, my knowledge is to help people awaken to their kiss because we do all come with them, but we, we are, they are uncomfortable. We ask them to go away and they go away until we are ready for them to come back to us. Right. Yes. One
1: thing that happened at an, when I was very, very young, I asked my mother, what do I do when someone calls my name in my head? And she said, answer them. (laughs) You know, so as a child, that wasn't suppressed in me. Yeah. Which is happens with so many people, is their yeah. parents don't know what to do with it. Right. So they shut it down. Right. And yeah. I do a lot of sessions with people. And then what the team does is they just open those doors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if your parents tell you they're your imaginary friends, then you begin to think that you're a little crazy and you don't want to talk to those those voices or those spirits or those ancestors or animal friends. Right. So that connection shuts down. Yeah. Um, so, um, when you shifted to, well, you still, I know, I know when you do your monthly sessions, you still use sound. So sound is still, I mean, you're the mess, the morning messages and the monthly messages from the team are, just a part of your work. When someone works with you, there's a lot of sound healing there. Um, and can you explain that a little deeper to the audience? Um, you know, I I read, I read on your bio, you know, it relieves stress blockages, elevates their awareness, um, promotes healing, but you know, are there any, um, examples that you can provide of, of that healing? Yeah. Great. Well, first,
1: first of all, for your listening, um, you know, your group, your, your uh, following, we're all physical, but we're really pure energy. So when we realize that our essence is pure energy and vibration, and we have a body, um, and what we've unfortunately been taught, our culture, humanity, is to suppress emotions. So humans don't really know what to do with their sadness, their anger, their regret, all of that. So unfortunately, what we do is we store that energetically in our body, in our organs, our tissues, our bones. And it's, um, it's discordant energy. It's misqualified energy. And so the team is always inviting us to clear those stored emotions. And so the process that they invite us to do is this is something for everyone to remember. Every morning when you wake up, say to yourself, I am my divine self in physical form.
0: Hmm, I'm anchored
1: to this earth I am fully embodied, say, I am fully embodied. I'm anchored to this earth. I am my divine self in physical form. And that's what you're doing because your physical body, your mind is made to survive. And so many people operate out of that programmed survival. But when you invite your divine consciousness in, there's a partnership and that partnership is where you become aware. You start becoming conscious of who you really are as a divine multidimensional being. And all the gifts that maybe you might've suppressed in childhood begins to come forth very gently. Just, it just rises up. And so the team is saying, set up a sacred way and just simply declare, I am my divine self in physical form. And if you have sadness that comes up, when you're feeling sad, ask yourself, what percentage of this sadness is personally mine? What percentage? Now, it's gonna feel like it's all yours. But the fact is, it's generally less than 25%. Doesn't matter what it is. Sadness, grief, anger, rage, Loneliness, not enough, lack, insecurity, all of that. Less than 25% is probably personally yours. But the minute that you begin to feel it, energetically, empathically, you connect to the larger field of that emotion. That's right. So it's like you tune into that sadness that's that's in the collective. So now you've got another 75% are 80% of the emotion. So it feels like it's all yours and it is at that point. And so at this point, you've identified your emotion, you recognize some of it's yours, has to be, but you've dialed into the, the larger, bigger collective of that. Then call in divine beings. Invite angels, beings of light, masters, named or unnamed, to witness you as you transform that sadness. So that's your setup. Mm -hmm. Then close your eyes, feel the, the sadness, and give it a sound. Not a word, just a pure sound. Now, there's no right or wrong. Doesn't matter how loud you are. It's your intention that you're going to clear this sadness from your circuits and you're using sound to do that. And do it till you're co- it's complete. Then pause for a moment and ask yourself, what emotion would I put in place of what I've released? Yeah. Peace of mind, joy, um, wholeness, balance, love, whatever, and call that in with sound. Then you're doing what the team calls energetic, an emotional alchemy so you're clearing your emotions with intention so that they're not in your body anymore and the thing about it is it's so empowering is when you clear your 25% whatever you've connected to you're also clearing so not only are you clearing your personal sadness but you're clearing some of the sadness that's in the
0: collective yeah That was my next question for you, Was how does that affect the whole because we are all connected?
1: Well, it gets even better than that because you can (laughs) set this up. You can set this up and just simply say, I am my divine self in physical form. I call upon divine beings to witness and support me as I transform this distress that has been created by this tragic event. And then vigorously sound the distress till it feels complete for you. And then call in peace of mind, healing, love, forgiveness, call that in with sound. Then you're doing global service work without feeling that distress running through your body.
0: Beautiful. So we get to
1: clear energy because we know who we are. Beautiful.
0: You know, one of the things that I remember you saying a while ago, a multiple years ago, that has stuck with me on one of your monthly calls Um, and just for the listeners, Peggy's monthly calls are free. Um, You get to read her monthly message and then attend her call um, and ask a question or two if you want. Um, And it's her gift. Yeah. It's her gift back to, um, to her following. Um, But I do urge you to work with the team and with Peggy because it's a magical experience where you do sound She asks, the team asks, um, very poignant questions about how you're feeling and what you're moving and what you're um, uh, experiencing, you know, and and perhaps not experiencing, blocking, you know, to clear that. Um, But this um, memory that I have that I'll get back to is what you said was that you only read headlines. Yes. And this was before everything. This was this I've, I've been doing, I've been know, doing yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was a while ago. I, I think it was actually, I, I'm feeling like it was the beginning, the first two years that we were in this house. And I remember thinking, oh yeah, that's what I do. I didn't know that that's what I did, but I don't need to read all of the junk. And um, when we rebranded and I don't know if you know this, but this year I decided to let go of the inner self light works. It was, conf- the name was confusing for people. I won't get into that, but we just stuck with Andy Kennedy, the Andy Kennedy, um, collaborative company, CO Colorado, you know, it was the CO just came out of somewhere. I don't know where it was started as Colorado, but then it was like, no, it's kind of a collective or a collaborative or a company or whatever. So, um, the CO stands for many different things, but Um, when we rebranded, we, we were stuck with the tagline going, moving from drama to Dharma. And again, what I feel like my purpose is, is to help people awaken to their, you know, their, their source gifts, their God gifts, their, their light, their inner light, um, and their purpose, their Dharma. Why did you incarnate this time around? And, um, and so that piece of not reading the news and you know not read not taking on the drama of the world right because we're on a big stage right now and there are a whole bunch of dramas you know shakespearean plays playing out right now right yeah absolutely and it's all just smoke and mirrors in a way to distract us from our truth and our light and our love and agape and all of the ways that we connect as one, right? It, it's the fear mirror is what I call it. And if we can let go of that, and there are so many ways that we can let go of that, but if we can let go of that through healing and, and focus on, so what I, going back to your lesson to me that day was just read the headline and then send that headline that story love and light or clear it work on work with your sound to clear it you know and and collectively raise the vibration of that particular story whether that's a pandemic or ukraine or a financial impending zoom crisis right yeah um yeah so um, I mean, I feel like I could talk to you for another half an hour or two hours, but, um, I, I want to honor your time today and, and wind I'm good,
1: up. I'm good with it. One of the things ah, I want right. to share to make it really impactful is when you do any kind of sound work or prayer work, two things are real important. One is you remember that you're a divine being mm-hmm. that is your power. hmm And when you acknowledge yourself as a divine being, an energy being in this physical form, nothing's impossible. You're you're powerful beyond measure. So the ego, the mind wants a witness. That's why you call in divine beings to witness you as you clear any energy. Because we want somebody to know this is what I felt. This is what I experienced. I'm here to transform it because I took it on. Because we're here as transformers. We're here to gather up all this negative, mm, misqualified, discordant energy. And through our own self, be the alchemist that transforms it but we want to witness. So always call in divine beings to witness you. Make sure you're anchored energetically because yeah. we have a tendency to not want to stay in our body. <laughs> yeah. And so anchor yourself Yeah, and just claim it. That's all your words have power. And, and also news homework is like I, you were sharing, I read the headlines Once in a while, I'll read an article if it's interesting, um, or I want to be more informed. Yeah. But when I'm finished, I just put my hands on those papers, and I call in divine beings of love and light, masters, Yeshua, Kuan Yin, Mary, all Mm -hmm. of the divine beings, to minister to every situation to uplift every situation, to heal it, to comfort it. Um, Because if we stop and think about it, our earth right now is in a huge evolutionary shift. And the divine conscious beings, the galactic beings are watching us.
0: Yes, they are. Seeing
1: how we're doing in raising consciousness and We have the golden ticket because we have a physical body and they want to participate, but they can't participate until they're invited. Right. Because our planet has what is called a free will clause. So all divine beings have agreed. They won't interfere with us until they're invited. And so the key is to invite them. And that's what news homework is invite divine beings every morning to heal, uplift this planet, to shift the energy, to comfort those that need comforting. Um, When we were doing the pandemic, every morning I would say, I call upon divine healers, angels, beings of light to minister to every doctor, nurse, aide, and first responder. And in my inner vision, I could see a doctor being embraced by a light being. I can see a nurse being recharged by an angel. And so we're, we're here to be the inviters. However we wanna look at it, wherever we're focused is where their energy is gonna go. So right now our energy is focused on the U- Ukraine and Russia and that conflict. Uh, and so when we make a prayer and call in divine beings, that's where their energy goes. Yeah, We're so powerful. We are so powerful to yeah. make change and
0: transformation. Absolutely. And, um, and there's so much science, even, I mean, for people who need, you know, proof, right? I mean, yeah. you don't, we don't need, you and I don't need proof, but Uh, you know, so many people who are still awakening need that. And, and there's science around global prayer and and group prayer and the collective mind. Right. And, um, and and yeah, so much proof and you can even see that. I mean, so many people are sending their love, their money, their finances, their support. Some people are even, I, I have a friend that went to the Ukraine. Um, to just be there and, and hold space and to, to help get people out. And, um, and there's just so much focus there that you can see. I don't know, when I tap into it, um, I, I see this, this like glove of love around, around those people, um, and protection and security and miracles, so many miracles. Um, you know, I'm, the new, the somehow, you know, the algorithm of the news feed that I see is different from everyone else's, um, which it's the case for everybody. Now, if you're looking at the news online, you know, you control your algorithm. And, um, mine always seems to be for like the, the mothers, the orphanages or the, um, the pregnant Ukrainian women who are, um, yeah, I
1: can't I can't even imagine being in labor in the middle of a war.
0: I right. mean, I just with bombs going on around. I mean, those I women are so strong. Um yeah. So I see that. And I see this um also like when I see those images. Um I follow I follow a woman who is a photographer, you know, a kind of a conflict photographer. Um and that's been her focus is, is those. So I see when I see her stuff, it's, I mean, the images are just so provoking that of course, what you do is you, you know, the, the next thing that you, most people do is just pray. Yeah, exactly.
1: One of the things to remember that's good always even for me to remember is I'm here to experience life I'm here to raise it up or rise it up or lift it up. Um, and we, we come in and gather up all the negative because we're masters. Mm. We're masters. We've come here as masters to transform the consciousness. And so how do you transform it? You have to transform it from a physical body. So you have to have it. It has to be yours. You have to have experienced it. So what happens is we drop into a family that's abusive and we have all of this horrendous pain um, and we grow up with it and we can choose to transform it or be the victim of it. And our goal as a divine being is to transform it. And so a divine being can be ready to be embodied and they can decide, I wanna transform war. So they embody in a baby that lives in a, a situation where there's gonna be a war. Well, as a divine being, they, their purpose was to transform the horrors of war. But what happens is, energetically, they feel the hatred and the prejudice and the fear and the terror and all of that. And all of a sudden they become the victim and they forget that they came here to transform that. Mm. And that's a, that's a tricky thing because it is. when you're being abused or when you've been abused or when you're, you've had a loss that's just tragic, it's hard to say, mm, I came here to transform that
0: because yeah. it's so real. Yeah, no, it makes me think to the um, sort of a the Buddhist, uh, especially Tibetan monk, or you know, the Dalai Lama, or somebody that's been through that that can still magnify that remembrance um, and say, "I am not this thing," you know, yes. "I am not this 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 story, this you know, um, mirage, if you will, this uh, play play of human." ego and some uh, power play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and when a conflict like we're
1: experiencing now because it's so available on all our computers, on all our news screens, horrors that we could never have imagined being visible, um, that we have the opportunity to uplift and transform that. More than any politician, any world leader, we have the power, you have the power, sitting at home in your chair to make the difference, to change it, to sound it, to clear it, so that it's, it's it, it shifted, which is sometimes difficult for the ego and the mental mind to go, I'm, I'm just one person, I'm helpless, I'm powerless, I don't have the funds or the time to do this, it's free. It's how you pray, how you sound, what you focus on, what you envision. You know, that's how it happens. You know,
0: I get caught up in this a lot. So do I, and no, as most of my uh, followers know, I'm like the ocean of emotion, Um, but this is beautiful. I'm, the, the tears for me are of, like, what I pray for is a day where everybody remembers that together,
1: right? Yeah. And one of the things that I'm still having, as a human, having a hard time with is um, we're infinite. We're energy. Energy can never be destroyed. Ever, ever, ever. Our body can be but who we are in essence is never destroyed.
0: Right, right. No, because it's light. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Just, it, and it just evolves. It, it moves forward. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a great grandson and at Christmas I bought him a, a particular uh, children's visual thing on the TV and he works the controls on the sofa And the little boy jumps and runs and hides and skips and dodges monsters and climbs walls and so forth. And he's in control of that. You know, what his little avatar on screen does. Right. And what we have to realize is we're just avatars in a physical body for our divine self. So how how does our divine self wanna move us, shift us, dodge us? enlighten us, you know, when we look at it, the team calls this reality a hologame Mm. instead of a hologram, but a hologame. It's a hologame. It's, we're here playing, even though if you stub your toe, it hurts. Um, if you're in a car accident damage can be done to your physical vehicle, all of that. I'm not invalidating any of that. Um, but there's just something more than that we're just we're so huge in a, our essence infinite in our in our being in our minds yeah in what we focus on what we can
0: do yeah well <laughs> this this has been I, again we could keep going this has been such a treat for me thank you i so needed oh, this so-
1: Thank I you needed
0: you so this today. Um Thank you. and in the um yeah, in the chaos of that that is a little bit of my world right now, and in, in the middle of a move across the country, you know. So um it's great to remember, which I have been very focused on just creating and manifesting the place that we're going, the land that we're going to. Um, and we can get so pigeonhole focused that we forget, you know, the greater essence. I I spent about 45 minutes this morning in meditation, a gratitude meditation of just this town and this house and the 30 years that we have had here, 25 for me, almost 30 for my husband. And, um, and just going through my timeline here. And that was a very interesting, um, expansive, expanding gratitude meditation of just, um, yeah, checking in on my whole life here. Um, And it reminds me, yeah. And at every turn, if we can open up into our, uh, our greatness and not in the ego sense, but in, like you were saying, in our essence, our, our infiniteness, um, to the divine, the the divine
1: part of ourselves. Exactly. Because, you know, the team says we're multidimensional beings. We are. Yeah. Yeah. And as a multidimensional being, nothing is impossible. No, no. (laughs) And and so what, I use sound. I invite people to use sound to clear their emotions. But one of the things that's so important for us all to remember is every word we say is a sound. Mm. So watch your words. Yes. Because watch your words.
0: And the inner words.
1: Yes. But whatever you say is going to manifest because it's, it's, it's being projected out into this field of manifestation. So I do intentions every morning. And uh, I've been doing them for, oh, 30 years. And, uh, and watching my intentions manifest sometimes within 24
0: hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, things are manifesting very quickly right now. I feel like I think the the field has sped up in a way. Um, yeah. And so I I hear that and I don't just feel that I hear that kind of in the collective as well. So, um, even more reason to be very particular and intentional with your words and dreams and ideas and, and everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, no the last question I have is, you know, is how do people work with you? Um, you know, tell us, you know, the easiest way to to get in touch with you.
1: Well, they can they can call me. Um, my phone number is on the website. Yep. You can email. Um, there's a link that you can click if you're wanting to set up a private session. Uh, I do two sessions a day. Um a nine o'clock and eleven o'clock. I can make adjustments, but if I have a choice, those are the two times I work. Um it's funny if time is funny. Australia, when I'm doing in Australia, it'll be at four in the afternoon for me, but it's the next day for them.
0: I love that time travel, don't
1: you? Yeah. yeah. It's just like yeah. what? So you know, you can get in touch with me through my website. Great. Set Would up an appointment which is uh,
0: morningmessages.com.
1: Morningmessages.com. Yeah. Or you can go to peggyblack.com. Right. And that's another bunch of information. Um, and also, I do offer two free, um, two free programs a month. Uh, w- Wisdom Wednesday happens the first Wednesday of each month. And that's when I share the team's transmission. And then guidance and gratitude is a free program that happens the last Monday of the month. And on my website and in the newsletter, when you sign up, you'll get a newsletter that announces these free programs. Or you can go to my website and decide you wanna take one of the the webinars. And one of the webinars that you spoke about was Alchemist Chambers. So those are all just different areas that you can decide how you want to participate or you can just sign up and each day you will get each every third day in your inbox you'll get a message from the
0: team and, and those they're free are powerful yeah yeah those are powerful well thank you um you're so welcome yeah, this was uh this was just such a gift um for me today. So um I honor you. I, I absolutely you. love you, adore you. Um you're just such a gift to this world and Thank um you. it's been a pleasure to have you in my life um for the last, I don't even know, 15 plus years. So yes blessings
1: yeah. to you as well. Yeah. Good luck with your work and good luck with your move.
0: Thank you. I appreciate I received that. Um for sure. We need all the help we can get right now. So um yeah. Okay, and I will share this with you and we can share it far and wide so that everybody can can hear what magical messages you have for the world. Well,
1: today. Thank you for this opportunity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Blessings to you and thanks for watching everybody. Um and uh, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. One love.